makes you beyond legal. This podcast is for general guidelines only, and the contents do not constitute as legal advice and should not be relied upon as such. Hello listeners, welcome back to another episode of Budijai on Air. My name is Kevin, I am your host for the podcast. Uh, returning to the podcast uh, is a familiar face, or rather voice, here with me today in the studio, I have Shania. Hi everyone, Shania here. Welcome back. Thank uh, you. We haven't heard from Shania since our January episode. Uh, as a nice little spin, we're not going to be talking about the new economy board. So very sorry for everyone who was expecting to hear it because Shania is on the episode. Uh, we are actually going to be talking about raw materials today, specifically the recent uh, ban on the exportation of copper. Uh, Shania, could you give us a little bit of a background on this? Yeah, it's actually quite interesting because it's um, relatively new developments going on. And uh, as you can see from the news as well, I feel like anybody can see that the president is quite, um, I'd say, devoted to this this uh, this notion uh, of essentially just protecting our natural resources in Indonesia because, you know, our, our country is such a rich environment with a lot of um, raw materials that could be used for other um, activities. Essentially, it's to increase the downstream activity rather than the upstream activities because we actually already have a good... Um, kind of rate and activity going on in Indonesia and in the upstream business, but downstream, you know, processing these raw materials and whatnot, and having those products become more valuable, um, Indonesia should be seeing a, more, a lot more progress in that route. Okay. And this isn't the first band of its kind, yeah. I will know, right? Because back in 2020, in January, uh, the president banned the export of nickel, yeah. uh, and then also the uh, banned on bauxite. Mm -hmm. uh, which was supposed to be effective later this year, in January 2023. Yeah. So the ban on copper is just the newest one. Yep, um, We do note that Indonesia actually has a fairly decent amount of uh, copper-producing regions, right? We have about, like, uh, Papua, for example, Freeport, huge uh, copper production area. Yeah. Billions of pounds. We're talking about billions of pounds, a couple hundred thousand tons, basically. Mm -hmm. um, Second largest copper production area is Gorontalo, North Sulawesi, about a couple of hundred thousand, somewhere in the neighborhood of a little more than half a million tons a year. Yeah. And then also in West Sumatra, right? Uh, yeah. A little under a couple of hundred, uh, a little under half a million tons a year. Yeah. So, you know, fairly recent, uh, fairly clear that we have a lot of copper reserves, and maybe the logic behind the, the ban is uh, essentially that. We want to be able to rely on those more and to actually use and process those instead of just exporting all of these natural resources, right? Yeah, absolutely correct. So actually, um, fun fact, Indonesia uh, places seventh as the world's largest copper reserves and uh, where Indonesia's copper reserves amount to maybe around 3% of the world's like total copper reserves. And furthermore, Indonesia actually places 11th for its mine production. But unfortunately, um, there are reports to the fact that uh, despite the clear recognition that Indonesia does have potential to you know, utilize its abundant natural resources, um, it still places um, quite low on the downstream corporate industry. 
Um, for example, it you know places right under Japan, Korea, Bulgaria, and even India. Um, even though all these mentioned countries don't have any copper wow, mineral reserves. Wow, none of their own. None. Literally none. Okay. It's really sad. It is. Um, yeah. But we have, we're supposed to have that potential, you know. There's a lot of um, areas where, you know, these copper fields are able to be, it has a lot of potential for downstream activity. So, I mean, who knows, maybe in the few next years, after these bans on exportations, um, I think, which is actually a good move, I think, from Jokowi's side, is to, you know, increase the productivity on the downstream activities here. So, um, are we seeing, we have present, we have the nickel policy. Yeah. Right? Has that been working in terms of, I guess the metric we're looking at here is state revenue. Has, yeah. has that been, have we seen an increase in state revenue since the ban? Yeah, uh, completely right on that. Actually, state revenue has definitely increased since the ban on nickel export. It's actually um, <clears throat> the increase to USD, 30 billion USD, from only what used to be 1.1 billion USD, which is pretty insane. 30 times. Yeah, isn't that insane? It's very, very good. Um, and, you know, seeing that, like, the nickel export has been successful. It's only common sense, I feel like, for Jokui to continue on this exportation and to continue the ban to other raw materials other than nickel. So obviously, as we spoke about, bauxite was one and it will be one by, here's hoping, I think June, yeah, June 2023. And then um, it's also predicted for bauxite to, you know, also increase the state income from, I think it was 21 trillion, um, ITR to a, to a whopping like 62 trillion ITR, which is insane, right? These aren't, these aren't small percentages. Yeah, This small. isn't like an increase of like quarter point something. Yeah. This is triple and 30 times. Yeah, and yeah. also like if you think about it as well, it creates amount of like massive amounts of opportunities, like job opportunities as well for Indonesians to, you know, like work on these sites and be able to also get their own income from these um, opportunities. So it's a really good thing for us to develop in that Indonesia. So yeah, so here's also hoping that not only is it going to increase state revenue, but hopefully because there's going to be more of a push towards processing those and utilizing the natural resources exactly. in-house in effectively, domestically, yep. uh, let's hope it opens up a lot of job opportunities for the people here's who need hoping. it. Yeah. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. Now, this feels like a fairly big deal of a policy, especially yeah. internationally. Oh, yeah, it's massive. So what are we looking at in terms of international reception? Yeah. WTO, <laughs> yes, EU, yeah. the yeah, people yeah. who we usually deal with in this sort of uh, import-exports. Um, I'm going to take a guess and say it's probably not particularly good. Oh, goodness gracious, no. <laughs> not, not on their uh, perspective, not on, not on their eyes. Because um, obviously you see these countries are major uh, receivers of exports from Indonesia. You know, like EU countries, they would buy off these copper, um, what you call copper, raw, raw, raw minerals, mm -hmm. including copper, bauxite, uh, nickel, etc. And they would produce it themselves. So they're, they would be the ones uh, essentially doing the downstream activity. Yes. And, you know, they would like to keep... Indonesia uh, to only be confined to upstream activities because that would be cheaper for them, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, it has it has definitely uh, 
been met with a lot of resistance and a lot of opposition from outside countries, especially with EU, um, which there has been an issue on, especially the nickel, mm -hmm. since I think 2019 it was. So yeah, the future predicaments on that, you know, can also, you can also say that it will also be meant for uh, nickel as well. Uh, sorry, for copper. Copper. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yes, so it's the gist of what you just said is EU stance is probably their nickel industry is going to be affected fairly badly yeah. because of the export. Yeah. Right? Uh, and you had mentioned off mic essentially that there was a bit of back and forth between Indonesia and the EU, especially with regards to um, general agreements on trade and tariffs, uh, tariffs and trade, excuse me, other yeah. way around. Um, so back and forth, not going well, uh, clearly negative reception mm -hmm. from the EU, but essentially Indonesian position still remains the same, right? Oh, we want yeah. to increase the value of the natural resources that we already have, yeah. instead of always exporting it, it's going to be definitely more valuable if we just process and consume it ourselves. Exactly, yeah. So, I mean, the value of it, for example, for um, nickel, I think it's like, you could say a couple of times like more ex expensive um, when it becomes ferro-nickel. Mm -hmm. So that value, obviously you would want to sell it for that higher value rather than lower value of raw nickel material. So it's definitely something that Indonesia has to continue by and I think Jokowi is also ready to continue on that stance regardless of that opposition from outside countries. And he has already made it clear before during uh, publications that he wants his successor to continue on his legacy. Like, he wants to continue um, his decision to keep on exporting, uh, keep on banning the exportation of raw materials that are, can be, can be done in Indonesia. But, I mean, Jokowi has also reinstated outside publicly as well that um, he doesn't necessarily want to ban foreign investment. That's not actually the point. The point is that um, if, you know, foreigners would love to invest in this industry of downstream industry in Indonesia that they could do it here rather than outside. So placing the, the downstream activity more in Indonesia rather than outside. Yeah. And it also remains to be seen, right, whether Indonesia and the EU or other international organizations or entities, whether or not they're going to actually strike a balance between the needs of their countries yeah. and what we want yeah. uh, in terms of uh, processing these natural resources. But it is fair to say that it's going to probably be met with outside interference, right? Mm -hmm. uh, or at the very least, disapproval, mm -hmm. uh, especially in the case of this, uh, the upcoming bans, the ban on copper, the ban on bauxite. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, best for us and for the listeners to stay tuned and to see whether or not, and how this, how this hashes out, whether or not the EU decides to change their stance and be a little more supportive, or whether or not they're going to continue their disapproval. That brings us nicely to the end of uh, this episode of the podcast. Uh, do you have maybe some parting remarks for the listeners? Uh, I would say maybe to keep an eye out for these you know, news on the future exports on raw materials, because I don't think it will stop anytime soon. Mm -hmm. And it'll be very interesting to follow these because, um, I mean, this, 
revolves around around um, international law and international great, uh, trading law, and um, it the ban policies you know indicate a protection move for the domestic natural resource industry, and essentially it's very hopeful because it places Indonesia's development into a development country on a pedestal. Fantastic. So. Uh, let's be sure to, to keep our hopes up, right? Yeah. To uh, hopefully see more protective pushes to see policies that benefit the people on the ground, people who you know do the hard work. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for listening to another episode of Budijaya on Air. As always, if you have any questions regarding natural resources or if you need legal assistance, uh, feel free to reach out to us at cr at budijaya.law. Thank you very much dear listeners, and we'll see you in another episode of Budijai On Air. This has been Budijai On Air. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss an episode by clicking the follow button and make sure you subscribe to our website www.budijaya.law for more contents like this.